It's Wednesday, January 13th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. Thank you very much. On today's episode, our surviving death on Netflix obsession continues with the Incarnation episode. We talk Starbucks closing 300 locations in Canada, the U.S. executing the first female in 70 years, plus the Daily Dose with Jen Grant, your comments, and a whole lot more. And first, Mike Plume Month continues with another Mike Plume doubleheader. From the Dakota Sessions, here's the back of my my hand and first a live performance back in 2001 here's steel belted radio i dream i turn on my steel belted radio and hearing all the songs that you want here on your normal radio the songs that can break your heart if ever ever give them a chance to start to make their way some pop chart All my DJ said Hey son Just a song that matters now It's just a song that matters now Hey baby See I dream I turn on my steel belt and radio 24 hours a day, commercial free. Well, now one great song after another on Steel Belt Radio. Cause if it's sung from the heart, where else should it be? Yeah, the songs I continue to grow. Forget the chorus, man, just let it flow. Said, hey, son, it's just a song that matters now. It's just a song that matters now. Hey, baby. I dream I turn. Steel built a radio. A girl and I, we dance to the songs that were ours and ours alone. But you can't get disenchanted because some station managers mind get slanted towards advertising dollars are taking all of us for granted. All my DJ said, hey son, it's just a song that matters now. It's just a song that matters now. Hey baby, why don't you bring back John Hyatt and bring back Bring them back on Steel Velvet Radio. Why don't you bring back Bob Snyder? Can bring back Todd Snyder? You should bring them back on Steel Velvet Radio. Why don't you bring back 
you, won't you bring them back, baby? Or steel pelted radio. Sometimes as sure as the crow flies I feel like I'm taking up space That don't bother me none Cause I'm sure I ain't the only one Who's ever felt this way before Well, she got herself a job Out at the Hungry Hog on the interstate Fresh ground coffee beans and black-eyed peas Serve them up to you on a plate She'll clean up after you when you're done And it don't bother her none She's still smiling when you walk out the door She said, life, I knew it so well At least I did when I was a kid But now I just can't tell Thought I knew it like the back of my hand But now I finally understand What you've got to do is be true to yourself Well, she was married in July of 69 And ended 70 in divorce Well, again in 73 it wasn't meant to be She should have known better, of course Now that kind of bothered her some Look what her life had become She could swear ain't no one been here before And she lies awake at night Wrestling with wrong and right Oh Lord, won't you please send mercy please Just a ray of sunshine Anything here I don't mind Just let me know you're there for me Are you there for me? Well now it's closing time She turns around the sign And she locks the door And as she heads home this evening She gets that lonesome feeling It's life and nothing more Someday her Romeo will come Till that day she'll carry on Ain't nothing new when you've seen it all twice before She said, life, I knew it so well At least I did when I was a kid But now I just can't tell Thought I knew it like the back of my hand But now I finally understand What you've gotta do is be true to yourself Thank you. 
gotta do is be true to yourself Through the eyes of a child you see somebody else Why don't we do a take test? Wait a minute. Let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodry. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am yeah. I doing? Julian That's Dion Comedy Hour? You're okay. listening to the... <laughs> Comedy hour. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. (laughs) From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is John Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Siggs. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> You and me belong Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion It's it's a show It's not an hour, it's a show Okay Mistake two days in a row. <laughs> Have that pointed out right off the top. <laughs> Thank you for being uh, with us. You're welcome. We're live on a Wednesday from broadcasting to you from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. It's my pleasure. Jen Grant off jumping the gun here. <laughs> Uh, thank you for being with us. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Daily Motion, and Twitch. If you're with us, feel free to give us a share or just talk about us in real life. Whoa. Well, that is a concept. 
Just a little word to mouth. Right That's how we grow. Talk about the show. Rhyming. <laughs> this morning. Yep, here we are. Finished another show. We keep finishing these shows, although this one is just in between seasons. The new landscape, well, not so new, of television is you finish a season, then you have to wait a year for the next. And, uh, of course, we are a amidst a global pandemic, so there's a lot of television to Netflix talk. But, I mean, we're home. Okay. Yeah. We're students of television now. We finished uh, the eighth season of Wentworth. <laughs> We're just finishing. Season. If you don't know what that is, it's uh, oh. it's the Australian, Australian or New Zealand, Australian version of uh, Orange Is the New Black. Well, like but it's not a version. No, yeah, it's it's a dark, well, it's a women's prison. Right. Like it sounds like the you know the Office. It's like American Office. It's not like that. It's uh, way better than Orange Is the New Black, but it's dark. Dark, dark, woo, dark. Woo. But anyway, it finishes and you're like. It caught me off guard last night because I was like, oh my god, that cliffhanger. Then you go to look for the next episode. It's the last one. I know. And then, well, we'll see it in a year and a half. I kind of want to get better at knowing when it's the last one because, man, I want to know. I want to be like, yeah, exactly. I want to know when I'm watching the last one. (laughs) A lot of people have like resolutions where they try to better themselves or make radical changes in our lives here we want to get better at knowing when it's the last episode of a season That's right thank you oh my god hilarity has oh, ensued so funny mike plume month continues that was another mike plume a double header off the top that was steel belted radio from a 2001 live show i forget where here let me pull it up live at uh, mike plume band Live at the uh, the West End Cultural Center, okay, in uh, December December twenty first, twenty two thousand one, and then that was the back of my hand from the Dakota Sessions filmed in Toronto. I realized I, I discovered that if I play his live stuff, I don't get copyright um, violations, strikes on the account. Oh well, there you go. I don't get copyright <laughs> strikes. Nah, didn't work. <laughs> oh my god. We also uh, watched the fifth and sixth episode of Surviving <laughs> Death. We're just revealing we have not been doing much. But well, listen, it's a no, lockdown. I know. I know. We're full full lockdown right now here in Quebec. On top of a lockdown, we're on curfew, as you know. We've talked about on the show, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. You cannot leave your property. Correct. And they're handing out tickets. I read an article this morning, even in Montreal, they're handing out tickets to people on shift work that have, like, proper paperwork they're still getting $1,500 tickets I Why? don't know I, I don't know I'll I'll pull it up in a minute that's very frustrating get into that but uh and Ontario of course yesterday announced they're on I guess is it the third lockdown I guess the second real big lockdown since last March it's a stay-at-home order big time and um if businesses and and others don't comply they can face up to a year in jail jeez Speaking of jail, the U.S. executed someone yesterday. Anyway, we'll get into all that Whoa. fun stuff. Um, executed someone. I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. What did you say the first time? Execute, uh, executed? Execute. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just sounded French. But yeah, we watched uh, the fifth and sixth or sixth and seventh episode of uh, Surviving Death. We've been talking about it all week because it's a very fascinating show as we discussed. And it's kind of trending. 
It is trending. It's one of the top, I think, five, it's number five trending on Netflix, mm. at least in Canada. And um, and uh, the first episode was about near-death experiences. The episode two and three were about mediums. We talked about that. Hello! Okay. Uh, I'm Tommy! No. <laughs> And then uh, there was the uh, signs, like, communicating with the, like, and then the other one was, uh, what did we see, uh, a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. That we, we, yesterday we watched a yeah. ghost episode, which is people documenting and reporting seeing uh, loved ones before they, leading up to their passing, and not just like minutes or hours before, like days before, and they're having these, not dreams even, they're awake and they have these visions. lucid visions of uh, loved ones that are, are telling them it's going to be all right and stuff. And then we saw, which to me was the most fascinating one so far, was the incarnation mm-hmm. Episode now. I don't want um, most religions don't recognize uh, or believe in incarnation as a real thing. It's it's uh, wildly uh, widely um, refuted mm-hmm. as a premise as a concept. And this is not about that. I'm not debating whether it's real or not. I, this is just a review of the show on Netflix that is now trending. Okay, so I don't no emails about whether it's real or not. I'm th- I'm not saying. That this is strictly just talking about the episode we watched. It's a yeah. documentary. It's interviewing real people, and we're just reviewing and talking about it. So uh, I don't want to get into why people believe it's not real or that it is. But this episode was crazy. It starts off um, talking and spoiler alert. But we're who cares? We're going to talk about it. You can still still even talking about it. I. Go on Netflix, and this is a series you don't have to watch in order. You can pick and choose any episode. They don't necessarily follow each other, except the medium one, but who cares? You could. So I recommend you go watch on Netflix, I think it's episode six or seven, the incarnation. Oh, one. it's uh, really interesting. It starts off with this little boy who's, um, as of the age of three, it's, and they often have these stories. It, it, had this crazy these night terrors yeah and, the, uh, it seemed like the, there's a pattern with all of these kids that show because there's this like psychiatrist who specializes in these things among children he's a doctor that's been studying yeah incarnation for 20 years and again i'm not debating whether this is real he's or, just or not. yeah exactly this it is exi- just like it, these are real yeah. real human beings that experience yeah uh, very sane, balanced human beings living through life, mm-hmm. studying this stuff. Okay, yeah. so we're just reviewing this. Yeah, and um, so he's been studying this for twenty years, and uh, they, they, like Jen said, they all have these patterns. So this kid has these night terrors and whatever, and then he starts saying to his mother that he misses his mo- uh, his mother, his other like, mother. Yeah, uh, me. She's like, no, my other mother, the one with the pretty hair. And then he reveals that. He remembers going to certain parks and stuff, and then it gets deeper. He reveals his name from a previous life. She goes, and what was your name then with your other mother? He goes, Jalen Robinson. And what was your mother's name? He goes, well, I was Jalen Robinson, but she was a Washington. This is a child, okay, a three- or four-year-old child. And so the mother is like, okay, this is crazy. And then he says that he he died and he was, he was killed and someone killed. So the mother Googles Jalen Robinson and discovered... A 19-month-old in 2005, 19-month-old child 
was murdered by his babysitter. His name was Jalen Robinson, and the mother's name was something Washington. Imagine that day the mother like looks that up and finds that. It's crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> oh, bubble in the throat. And yes, so this it, this show surviving death is is uh, it's crazy because it's really really good. Uh, like it's in very very interesting and you can't stop watching it at certain times and then other times it's ridiculous yeah like hello do we need to remind yeah. you oh no please don't <laughs> and uh and then so this guy that studies this doctor that studies uh, specifically these cases goes and, and finds the kid and and prints out so they get all the information on the real jalen robinson and the mother and he prints out pictures of the mother and then uh someone that Another picture that's not the mother that looks like the mother does the same thing for the father. Does a pic uh, prints out a picture of the their their apartment. Prints out a picture of just another random apartment. Same thing for a park. He does these five things. Shows the images to the kids. To the kid he goes, which do you recognize either of these parks? And they look very similar. The parks, by the way, like. And he goes that one. Very matter of fact. And then what about this one? Would you recognize your father? Yep, him. And your mother, your other mother, your old mommy, as you call it, that one. And how about your apartment? That one, very matter of fact, quick, no hesitation, got five out of five. Mm-hmm. 100% all of the things. Anyway, then they go to another story where, uh, wait, what was the, what was the, not the last one, but the uh, the, the middle story. That was, um, oh yeah, the, the, uh, the actor. Yeah. Martin, uh, Marty Martin. Yeah. And the kid's name was Ryan, I think, or something. Yeah. So this guy, this kid is like, again, three, this all happens when they're like three, four, five years old. And then they start forgetting around six or seven. And then they completely forget as they, as they grow up. This kid kept calling Hollywood home and then he wanted to go home to Hollywood. And anytime he'd see like the Hollywood sign on, on TV, he'd tell his mom, this is, that's my home. I want to go home and all this. Anyway, and then um, she shows, they're going through all, and he's been talking about Hollywood so much and and directing movies and stuff, and he's directing pictures as a child with his dolls and stuff, this obsession. And uh, by the way, I'm not doing it justice by describing it. I'm leaving a lot of details out. Go and watch it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she's showing him an old Hollywood movie, uh, this like encyclopedia thing, and... and, uh, there's a picture in there with like four or five actors and there's a background actor and she and he goes, oh, mommy, that's George. I did a picture with him. This is like an actor from the 40s. Like, what or, the heck? And he goes, and that's me in the corner. And they try to look it up. They, they couldn't find out who the, his background it's actor crazy. was. It's not like something you could just Google. Also, a four-year-old would not go on Google and try to make up Even a story. Even now, it would be hard to find a background actor. Right. It's one thing if you're like a leading person. So they... Um, or even just somebody who's listed in the cast, but background performers are not listed in the cast. An IMDB, yeah. if you look it up. Yeah, exactly. So, so then they finally find out that this actor's name was Martin, uh, Marty Martin. And um, anyway, long story short, this guy, this child, made two hundred statements about un- undocumented. So again, the same doctor uh, came and met him, and and. Um, this uh, kid made 200 statements about 
his this his previous life, as he says, as Marty Martin has, that he owned an agency and uh, he was an agent known an agency. Uh, that agency changed people's names. Uh, he was very rich. He smoked. He had a green car. He had um, a lot of wives. All of these specific minute Where he details. Went to eat Where dinner. He he loved eating in Chinatown. Okay, that's a random thing. All of these crazy things. Anyway, they tracked down Marty Martin's daughter, who's now in her 60s. And um, she confirmed, like, the first, like, at least, uh, like, 60 of them, 50 or 60 of these. She's like, yep, yep, yep. And some stuff, she's like, I don't think he had a green car. And then they did research. She re- she's like, yeah, he did have a green car. Some stuff, he was right. His daughter, he she was uh, eight when he died. She was very close with him, loved his loved her father. So a few of the facts, she's like, ah, I don't think that's right. And then they would do some digging and turns out he was right and uh, she was wrong. So, and then they fly him to LA to meet this this woman. And it's very awkward because he's a teenager now and he doesn't say much. And they're asking him questions and he doesn't remember now because he's a teenager. But anyway, it's pretty wild stuff. And the craziest one is the third one. This uh, This kid... Again, starts with night terrors when he's like three or four, like all of his limbs up in the crib at night and freaking out. And then uh, his parents are, you know, they go tend to him every night and he's screaming and they can't understand what he's saying. And then uh, they finally decipher what he's saying. He's saying uh, something like plane crashing, baby stuck, or little boy stuck in box, plane crashing. Turns out, so then they start asking him more questions like, so... Um, do you remember your dream last night? And the, again, he's like four or five. And the kid's like, yes. And were you in a plane? Yes. Uh, and what's your name? Uh, and he goes, James. And his name is in real life is James. So she goes, oh, he's, okay, he's mistaken. Like, okay, so, well, in this other life, do you have a friend? And he goes, yes, Jack Larson. First name, last name. She's like, okay, whatever. And then they start asking him questions over a period of time. And the and the father, and this is a Christian family that does not believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Actually, two of the families. Uh, and they say they absolutely believe their child. But um, so the uh, father starts documenting everything that the child says. And he's six years old and he's describing how to make a napalm bomb. He, dis- he mentions the name uh, he says that his plane, he went down in a plane, he was shot in the engine, and he went down in the ocean, and that uh, his, they go, they ask him, where was your plane? Oh, it comes off of a ship. Do you know the sh- name of a ship or who shot you? He says, the Japanese. He gives the name of a ship. The father Googles the name of a ship. It takes a long to find find it, long time. Then he finds the, the USS, I don't remember the name of it, but it was, he found the, the aircraft carrier that his toddler child claimed to have <laughs> been part of and then it was this battle that happened in Japan and they anyway they do all this research and turns out in this battle that happened there was a Jack Larson and there's one guy that died the one pilot was was down and his name was James oh no this is crazy so and as a child, he kept signing his name. Like anytime he draw, all of his drawings were planes in battle, certain like war, war depictions and stuff. 
all of his drawings, even when his mother would say, draw a flower, he would draw like a plane going down and in the corner a flower. And he would always sign them James 3, James 3, James. And his mother said, why James 3? He said, well, I'm the third James. And didn't understand that. But anyway, then they look into this this uh, battle that happened. And uh, there was one pilot that went down, was killed. His name was James Houston Jr., making him the third James so insane. Because there's a James Houston Sr., then the pilot was James Houston Jr., and this James kid. And the detail in which th- that he provided uh, is haunting. It's wildly insane. And they even took him to the site as as a kid where, where the plane w- went down in the ocean by this, and he broke down and had this huge, it was really insane stuff. So, again, I'm not doing it justice and it's not. I'm not opening right. up a debate on whether this is real or not. I'm just saying this is the episode. Go watch it. Do yourselves a favor. It's really interesting. Whether you believe in it or not, it's really, really interesting. I mean, the details that these people come up with. And now this this James uh, kid is now, I don't know, 16 or 17. Still in touch with this doctor all the time that, that studies this. And he still remembers... Um, the plane crash which like he forgot most other memories that he mentioned as a kid and stuff like as they often do they grow out of it and and kind of forget and uh but he remembers vividly the the still the feeling of going down and the dread of knowing he was going to die and the plane on fire and the noise of it i mean what the what is that that's crazy what is it it's crazy if you if if it's not real what are these things? How are they coming up with all these facts? Facts. They're not just like random, vague generalizations. They're facts that happen, like that they can pinpoint to. Uh, right. And they can verify these things. And you're not making it up. The only reason, the only way it's not real is if the parents are in on it, the kid is in on it, and this doctor is in on it. Everybody, because the doctor would be able to tell with his expertise whether someone is fibbing. But the stories are so consistent, and you can see these 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 parents that that all of them. It's almost, I think, all three cases. The mother is like, I think um, I was told that maybe he's referring to another life, and the father's always like, absolutely, absolutely not. Something's happening here for sure, but it's definitely not this ridiculous notion that he's referring to another life. And the uh, second family, um, they're Catholics, and he said, uh, the father said, you know, our, our, we don't believe in reincarnation. He goes, uh, traditionally, but I absolutely 1,000% believe my son. Mm-hmm. And he said, does that change my, my religious beliefs? He said, absolutely not. He said, I believe in the Bible. If you believe in the Bible, you believe in the soul. And what what's to say that the soul can't come back? Right. In another form. Anyway, again, I don't want to open this up to debate whether you believe it's yeah, real yeah. or not. We're just reviewing this this interesting series on Netflix that's very popular, and this is what we do on the show. Good morning. <laughs> yes, levity. Anyway, it's really wild. It's, it's very, yeah, like, it's crazy. And I, I can't stress enough that, sorry, Jenny, I cut no, you no, off. No, no, okay. Go. I can't stress enough that I'm not doing it justice. I'm leaving out well, a lot yeah. of details, and, and, and I'm just kind of skimming through, and I'm it's butchering like, it. It's kind of like telling people your dream. Exactly. I'm really butchering it. Was it that bad? No, no, okay, no. Okay, because dreams are, I'm discovering, dis- describing my dreams are way worse, I feel. <laughs> but go watch it. On and- a scale of describing dreams, that was... 
But anyway, and again, you don't have to watch the series in order. The first episode is great, the near-death experiences, and the uh, incarnation one. You can just go watch it. It doesn't follow, and you won't be lost. Uh, and there's other ones. The ghost one was a little... It was interesting. That that that's the ghost one, the medium one. It's leave. It's a big leap to to where. But these ones where they present actual facts and people that are just like, listen, I'm not trying to convince anybody. What do I have to gain? What do these people would have to gain? And in fact, the first the first mother, with her son saying Jalen Robinson and her mother his mother was washed. She goes, I'm I don't tell people this a lot because people think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're gaining anything out of this. What 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 is to gain? Right. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like we're slipping into the territory of trying to convince people <laughs> this is real. I'm not in that business. No, no. Gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really and I'm I'm interested. I mean, come on, like uh, no matter what you believe in, I think he, you're not human unless you're intrigued by what you know you can have a belief system but it's interesting listening to people's stories everybody's got a different story and stories forever will be interesting like telling people's life stories things that have happened to them um and so you know i mean i I think i told the story um on the podcast before about my niece when she was little and she would talk to her guardian angel in her crib yes yeah and tell it again okay so my niece when she was little, when she was a baby, I'll tell the story like this. My sister went to this medium who was incredible. And again, you don't have to believe in it if you don't want to. I'm just telling a story. Okay. So my mom, my sister went to this medium. She called herself an angel communicator and she was able to talk to your guardian angels. And she said that uh, to my sister that, that her daughter, Jessica had, um, she told her about all of the guardian angels in her life. So she said, you know, to my sister, Melanie, this is your guardian angels name, da, 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 da. And they're always there for you. And they're here to guide you. And it's a very comforting experience going to them because she knew so much. And then she said, and your daughter, Jessica's guardian angels name is, um, Dawn. <laughs> Were you pausing for dramatic effect? No, because I was oh. like, was it Dana or Dawn? I was like, uh, Dawn. Like, I was like, what's this then, new storytelling so, type? Your daughter's already an angel. His name is. I was going to say, where was your sound effect? Dawn. And then my sister just like got immediately got goosebumps and her hair on her arms just like raised because. She all of a sudden remembered when my niece was in a baby. So my niece at that time was maybe, I don't know, like eight years old. And, but when she was a baby, when she was in her crib, she used to, like her second word that she learned was Dawn. It wasn't, it was Ma, I think it was Dada first, and then it was Dawn. And there was no mistaking. And she, she was one of those babies that could talk really young. So it was like almost creepy because she had no hair and she'd sit in her high chair and be like, she'd be able to talk. But well, wasn't she talking to him and stuff other than just that being her random first or second she word? She was like, Dawn, hi, Dawn, 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 you know, like saying the. At night and stuff, like in the, a, in when the she crib. woke up, yeah, right. when she would wake up and she'd be like babbling, and babies will babble in the crib. It would be like that, 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 you know. But she actually unmistakably, in like for sure, was saying Dawn, 
And so imagine my sister eight years later, seven years later, and this medium is saying your your daughter's guardian angel's name is Dawn. Oh, she almost fell off her chair. Yeah. That's crazy. So interesting. Because no matter what you believe, basically, what I'm trying to say is that everyone is intrigued by different stories about, like, the afterlife, about what happens. You go to heaven, you, you know, get, and I know a lot of people don't, like you said, believe in reincarnation, but, but even if you don't believe in it, you're not going to. I, I hope that I hope that most people would just want to listen to someone's story. I mean, there's no denying yeah, when you it. See, when you see them tell their story, it's like, okay, why would this person make any of this up? Well, then why a would it, exactly? And children are—they say that uh, that children, being so young, they're closer to that spirit world, to heaven, where they came from, or you know, their soul. When, uh, anyway, when we were out west in uh, October. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, <clears throat> hanging out with uh, my niece, uh, Birdie, and um, I don't think I told the story in the podcast before, but I have I wear this ring on my index finger. It's my my dad's ring. I've worn it for years. Anyway, we're just kind of hanging out there, and um, she. How old is Birdie? Four. Yeah. And I think uh, so. she's. Um, She's there and she's kind of just looking at my ring and kind of playing with it. And she's got this little raspy voice and she's like, um, do you have, I, I go, she goes, does your ring come off? And I go. <laughs> Your voice is so cute. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just being silly. I go, nope, it doesn't at all. She goes, yeah, it must come off. And I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> she goes, uh, she goes, well, um, what happens? Uh, how, what was the wording? She goes, uh, but it won't fit. Like, what happens when you're a, a kid again? It won't fit. And I'm like, when am I going to be a kid again? And she just looks up. She goes, and then she doesn't even look up. Just always while looking at the ring, she goes, when you die. Oh, my and God. <laughs> all that was missing from that scene was like a a squeaky <laughs> swing set. Just like in the, in the yard. Like, <laughs> anyway, I'm like. And I knew where she was going with it because cause she's like, well, what happens when you're a kid again? It's not going to fit. And I'm like, oh my and God. I had to ask the follow-up. And I'm like, when am, when am I going to be a kid again? And she's just like, when you die. And my sister, Mary Jo, said that her mom said that she talks about this kind of stuff all the time. And they have never talked to her about it, never brought it up. They never, she just, I don't know where she got these ideas, but it's crazy. I love that stuff, actually. You know... When stuff like that happens, I feel like privileged to be able to hear it because yeah. it's like, it's like so pure that, um, thought process, that expression. Like when you're a kid, I know, like some- it's so pure. It's so like, and she, she'll never, uh, Mary Jo's so good at documenting the things that ki- their kids do. And I think it's so smart to do that because she'll never remember that. Yeah. That's, that's what's sad is that. She'll never, uh, Birdie will never remember that she said that stuff. And it's, um, uh, what was I going to say? Shit, I forget. Like anyway. even that show Surviving Death, the you could tell the teenager who used to be an actor, he says, um, kind of felt like 
frustrated because he couldn't remember everything. But when yeah. he was younger, he could remember it. And you know, oh, remember that that one scene? Uh, we're talking about surviving death. In case you're just coming on on um, on any of our live p- platforms, um, it, there was that um, that native community. Yes, that right. they they embraced it, and and the boy was proud. He, instead of being tormented, he was proud to be potentially a reincarnated um, chief. Chief, exactly. And and people were like revered it they were excited about it and and he was like it makes me more connected to my community and i was like how beautiful was that like just go watch the episode it's really it's we don't really do it, it's, amazing we're not doing it justice but uh anywho so well it's, it's kind of it's kind of hard yeah it's kind of hard to explain but uh but yeah sometimes i believe like what why resist things in life whether it's that or like sometimes when kids do things like why don't we embrace them more yeah Sometimes. Totes. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts and a deep morning. Good morning. Good morning. Mm. <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> what? Just the sounds like you're losing <laughs> steam there. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. I need a coffee. Speaking of which, I know I'm off it, but uh, you know mm. how there's been so many Starbucks popping up in the last few years all over the place in mm-hmm. Canada? Mm-hmm. And and we love Starbucks. We we as a unit. Uh, yuck. And uh, <laughs> but Starbucks announced it's closing up to three hundred stores in Canada by March. Yeah, that's a lot. Three hundred. I mean, because I noticed the last five years they've been popping up everywhere. Yeah. In chapters and small towns and like ev- everywhere. It used to be uh, Starbucks was uh, only in big cities and like uh, on every street corner in Vancouver. That was it. Is it because of the pandemic or would that have happened anyways? Well, a spokesperson for Starbucks, I believe it's because of the pandemic. I can't imagine. Uh, has confirmed uh, to DISH that the company will be closing up to 300 stores across the nation by the end of March as part of its next phase of store transformation. The news comes about six months after the coffee giant revealed it would be shuttered Shuttering up to 200 locations across Canada over the course of two years. Wowie. Uh, many of the stores have already permanently closed. Starbucks said widespread closure is in response to a change in customer behavior and preference. Huh. Starbucks says most of the stores closing are located in metro downtown core areas in Canada. So maybe some of the smaller town ones like in Brockville or wherever you go. Yeah. Um, they might stay open, um, but yeah, there's a lot. Even Moncton, like Moncton, had never had one Starbucks forever. Yeah, on uh, in the chapters, Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that there for a long time? Yeah, that one's been there for about fifteen, maybe twenty years. Oh, huh. and then uh, then the one on Main Street, and then they kind of popped up all over the place, but. You know what's uh when when we were there just recently? Yeah. I was really surprised to see that it was closed in chapters. Where Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Shit. I know. Are you sure? I feel like I went to that one recently. Yeah, I know. I actually within the within the trip. Oh, yeah, cuz I feel like I went the, during that trip. No, I know. And within that trip I went to Starbucks in the beginning of the trip, and then at the end, I tried to go and get a coffee, and they said we're it's closed. 
crazy. Temp- but they didn't know if it was going to stay closed. Uh, and then they said, go to the one in the mall. And I went to the one in the mall instead. And then within that trip, uh, the mall one was actually closed. I have good memories the from that The mall one was closed. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So the the one in Starbucks, and, or in the chapters, and the mall one. Yeah. Crazy. I uh, have good memories from that Crystal Palace one. I would go there and write comedy in my early days. Oh, I love doing that. Even before, like, even before I actually performed comedy, I would go there with my notebooks and write I love potential doing jokes. And then when I started writing, uh, performing comedy at Yak Yaks in Moncton, I would go to that Starbucks and it was all tucked kind yeah. of away from everything at the far end of the chapter. It wasn't like at the entrance of chapters. It was all yeah. the way in the back. Get all cozy in there. <laughs> have a coffee, write. It's nice. Run into so many people because it was the only Starbucks in town. Yeah, I like that. It's true. It was buy. tucked. And when you live in a place like where you know so many people, and you know so many people. So many people. What was that voice? What the hell? Was, who's, what's this character you're doing? It's a new one. You know, oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it sounded like one of the voices she does. Ew. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 like here where we live. You try to go and write somewhere and inevitably five bajillion people talk to you and then you're like, oh, great. I'm really glad I got something done here. You know, so many people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so there's weird. a new there's a new coffee shop here. Yeah. In Blue Wakefield. Barn. And in local news. It's really nice. Boring. But anyway, it's uh, it's really nice. Back to you. <laughs> I know. I just realized, you know, like we have listeners everywhere, so it's so boring for people that live in like Russia. Yeah, you know, our big Russia listenership. Well, where is? Don't we have a lot of people? Where do we have listeners that that I was surprised about? India. Yeah, a lot because I submitted the podcast about four or five months ago to these two big distributors in India, and I guess there's so a big cool. podcast boom there where the, they're listening to you know uh, podcasts, and we have a lot of listeners. Uh, number one country that we got our listeners: Canada. Number two: U.S. Number three: India. Crazy. And then there's like Germany, there's France, Venezuela. We've got all over, but. India, we get a lot of consistent downloads. So shout out. Maybe we'll come do some uh, comedy out there. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Gringos says good morning. Good morning, Gringos. Morning. But um, yeah, Montreal uh, evening shift workers slapped with curfew fines despite authorization letters. Crazy. Four days into Quebec's first curfew in decades. Some snags in the system are appearing. Employees who finished a late shift at uh, Marché Good Food online meal kit factory in Saint Laurent, just northwest of Montreal, got tickets for breaking curfew on Monday night, even though they had the required authorization letters from their employer. How are they finding them if they have uh, uh, letters? They said the workers had just gotten off the evening shift and were waiting at the bus stop just after 8 p.m. where when police ticketed them for being out after curfew. Uh, Marché Good Food confirmed that the company was made aware of the incident and that these uh, the three of its employees were issued tickets even though they were presented with their essential worker letter to the officer. We have reached out to the employees and are gathering further information to better understand what happened and what the next steps will be. They should pay the fines or something. I don't know. The, the Good Food 
thing. That's weird. I thought that in everything, I think anything I've read that they didn't have, like if you had, if you're working, it's different. Yeah, I guess. uh, Well, yeah, I guess that place shouldn't be open then. Yeah. Well, no, it's essential. It's, it's a food thing. Lawyer, yeah, but I thought uh, I thought they said that everything had to be closed by seven thirty. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that's it. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, hmm. pff, yeah. So the, this lawyer, uh, Avi Levy, Avi Levy, with the Montreal company Ticket Nine One One, who usually specializes in contesting traffic tickets, said several people have been calling recently about curfew rules, including a few who have gotten tickets. If you have a valid reason for being out past curfew, then you should not be ticketed, said Levy. In the Good Food case, this gentleman seems to have a valid, a valid reason, seems to have a letter on top of it all, which is a little surprising. Uh, he said that the cases uh, the company are handling so far include people who got delayed and inadvertently uh, violated curfew, but not in bath, bad faith. Yeah, some people are, are out marching and protesting. I mean, sure, but this these are people that are trying to make a buck. Yeah. The majority of the people seem to be out for a legitimate reason and sort of get caught by this curfew, either because time got away from them or they couldn't get to where they needed to be in time. I wonder how many um, young, like people i could see some young people trying to get away with it thinking that they could be sneaky enough yeah i bet you yeah of course like when i was that age i would probably be like i got this yeah it's so important to party i gotta get out i almost want to go just run just for uh, i was thinking like just uh, to uh, to to go for a jog like in the village and if like a cop puts his license just book it through a backyard somewhere <laughs> in the woods just to get that rush of oh evading the police because you could get away easily I mean if they're in their car and you're just in the village like jogging or something oh and the my lights god go on, just cut cut my life cut my life into pieces remember that song yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's you're gonna get a a polyp if cut you keep into, that up. Yeah. Cut into a backyard and jump over the fences. Oh my god! <laughs> Hilarious. Police dogs chase you. Woo, woo, woo. What would you wear if you didn't want to get caught? This like a hood. Denim. No, yeah, all black. Oh, you got it all planned. You answered that so seriously. All black. I actually like. thought of doing it just for the rush. Oh my god! I, I thought of it because the other day I walked Gordy at night. It was I don't know six o'clock or something. Yeah. It was so nice at night and like yeah. totally different experience. And I loved it. I'm like, what if I just came alone <laughs> so I didn't have the dog? Put the grips on so you can run, you know, those ice grips. Yeah. And just walk <laughs> about in the village. And as soon as I see a cop, just run and get them to chase me. What about the dog? Would the dog? No, no. I said alone. Like Alone. I, yeah. I was going to say because they would. No, no. There's, there's so no few, way. There's so few Irish setters, too, that they'd be like, oh, you had an Irish setter. Oh, well, that's Julian. So you're. you're Dragging this dog along, like, well, he'd probably be dragging me, let's be honest, but not knowing where we're going and stuff. No, no, alone. Like, just go and walk around the village and book it. (laughs) I'm ready. Uh, Just to get a little rush. Maybe that would be the time that you could do your polar dip. Yeah. Maybe that's, finally I'd get a good pace running, a low pace. But you could have your swim, too, because you know when people in movies, when they're trying to get away from people, they go swimming? Yeah. I and you go under like, the water? That'd be a nightmare at night in the Gatineau. <laughs> the rushing Gatineau, the dark, dark, deep Gatineau at night. 
in jo- there. Jock, by the way, says there's no Starbucks in Skidook yet. Not yet. But uh, when I become mayor, it's my first thing. <laughs> mayor of Skidook? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to live in the you woods should. and become mayor of Skidook. Okay, let's do that. Let's go to move to Skidook. Well, we're going Tuesday. Get started Christmas tree farm for the winter and have, I don't know, some kind of a farm in the summer. Yeah. And um, you can become the mayor and uh, bees your you. Love it. So the, uh, <laughs> by the way, let us know in the comments, would you get it if you had a Christmas tree call, uh, farm called Organized Pine? <laughs> no. No. What do you mean no? Why are you giving them the answer? Sorry. Would you get, most people would get it. Do you know what Julian means? Do you know what the play on word is? If you, listen, you're going to get a Christmas tree, it's a, a Christmas tree farm and it's called Organized Pine. Does that do you make any links in your brain? Please let us know in the comments. When I say organized pine, you say what does that remind you of? Welcome to organized pine. <laughs> I think most people will get that. I don't. We had and, a fight yesterday about this. And even if even if they most did, pe- it's not it's sending the wrong message not to give people a hint, but it's sending the wrong message at Christmas time. Not at all. And no. you, what, you, you're so leading people in a, a, a one direction. Okay. The U.S. executes Lisa Montgomery for a 2004 Jeez. murder. Jeez. Okay. Can know. you ease me into that one? Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. The U.S. I thought the, the death penalty wasn't a thing anymore. Well, didn't they even, I you know, I, I, I saw that. I heard, Well, actually, no, no, no. I heard you say that at the beginning of the show. And then I'm like, oh, I think he's wrong because the other day it said it's not going to, or they're trying to figure out no, if they're no. going to. The Supreme Court voted six to three. Yikes. She's the first woman to be put to death uh, by the federal government since 1953 and had been the only woman on federal death row. I honestly thought that was over, but I, I guess, no, in some states it's not. The Trump administration early Wednesday morning executed Lisa Montgomery, the only woman on federal death row whose death marked the first federal execution of a woman in nearly 70 years. Miss Montgomery, 52, was sentenced to death for murdering a pregnant woman in 2004 and abducting the unborn child whom she claimed as her own. How do you abduct an unborn child? Oh, well, I hate, I don't want to tell you because it's so awful. She cut it out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now as I was saying that. Yeah, well, sh- I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't like the idea of the death penalty, but you hear a story like that and you're like, oof, man. This reminds me of Jim Norton's bit on the, de- uh, is it the deplorables or no, the degenerates. Uh huh. What is this? What, what he says it? how people glorified glorified Ted Bundy and stuff. And he said if their people would just address him honestly, every sentence would start with, and then this piece of shit. That's yeah. what they should do with this person. Instead of saying Miss Montgomery, they should say, and then this piece of shit, 52, <laughs> was sentenced to death for murdering a pregnant woman in 2004, abducting an unborn child who claimed she was her own and pleased to spare her life, Miss Montgomery. And then this piece of shit, supporters argued that history of trauma and sexual abuse that marred her life contributed to her circumstances that led to her crime. Her case, unusual in part because... Um, so few women are sentenced to death, ignited debate over the role of uh, offenders, past trauma, and criminal sentencing. Despite, this is what you're referring to, despite a series of court orders that briefly blocked her execution, she was pronounced dead at 1.31 a.m. at the federal prison complex. Excuse Jeez. me. <laughs> Excuse oh my God. me. In Terre Haute, Indiana. 
What's going on over there? The Bureau of Prisons said uh, in a statement her death by lethal injection is the 11th execution since the Trump administration resumed the federal capital punishment in July after a 17-year hiatus. Okay, so it was on hiatus. I guess in some states it still is. In a lot of states it's been uh, dismantled or, or, or what, what would you call that? Just re- um, uh, mm, removed from... Not removed. Um uh, omitted? No. Uh, there's a word. I could, according to a spokesperson for <laughs> abolished. the... Abolished. Def- abolished. There it is. Oof. According to a spokesperson for the defense team, this piece of shit was transported, fully shackled <laughs> from a federal medical center uh, to Texas, in Texas, to Tarhut on Monday. The federal penitentiary where the vast majority of federal death row uh, prisoners are housed is an all-male facility. There. Now, I mean this in the most sincere way. What is, in your opinion, what do you feel is being accomplished by, other than the obvious of eliminating someone's life, by the death penalty? Do you feel that they, the criminal system is trying to, to discourage, uh, like when cr- criminals, potential criminals see that? Are they thinking, like, do they think it's a deterrent for future crime? Or do they just don't want to spend the uh, tax dollars on keeping that piece of shit alive? Or is it that um, it's just just, like, that's just exactly what should happen to people who do things like that? Like, is it an ethical decision? Is it a deterrent? Or is it that they don't want to? Okay. I think all three of those are valid debate points for... I know there's a lot of people against... um, Well, the reason I ask is because... Is because... If you're if you're crazy and demented and evil or damaged enough to do something like that... Just even being in prison that long or knowing that you'll never... Like, I don't think anyone's thinking that if they're going to do something like that. If you're crazy, you usually don't get executed, but... Right. Um... Oh, yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I think it's the really last... Res- I mean, they really look into... I mean, f- first of all, to get a conviction, it has to be beyond reasonable doubt. And further than the conviction, it has to get the death penalty. I mean, they really exhaust everything. I uh, Yeah, I mean, one would argue that it's a worse living to spend the rest of your days in prison than it is to be executed. But on the flip side, who wants to die? Yeah, exactly. You know, even it's though it's, even though it's survive, over yeah. and whatever, it's like uh, it's still the ultimate punishment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not well versed enough to debate the pros, pro or against right capital punishment. I just mm-hmm. saw the article and reported it because it happened this right. morning. Right. Uh, and it's fascinating that it still happens in the Western world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I don't remember. Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly before uh, this piece of shit's death, a female prison staff member gently removed uh, her face mask and asked if she had any last words, to which she responded, no. Uh, under a pseudonym, Miss Montgomery, who had falsely told others that she was pregnant, expressed interest in buying a dog from uh, Bobby Joe Stinnett. Oh, let's not stop talking okay. about that. Ugh. 
The baby girl lived, by the way. She just turned 16 last month. Jeez, that must be on the such anniversary a hard life. of her mother's death. Oh yeah, her birth date is the anniversary of her mother's death because she was cut out of the womb. Oh, Crazy, poor girl. Anyway, yeah. Woof. It's um, it's, it's an crazy. intense story. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one, no one knew what you're talking about with or- organized pine. Really? Yeah. No one knows. Well, it, no one is trying to comment. Well, maybe we just some mornings we have less people viewing. No, there's people viewing. Don't try to use that as an excuse. Richard Cheney, not Dick Cheney, uh, the vice president, former vice president, but uh, a childhood friend and classmate of uh, Miss Danette's recalled biking to the local gas station with her, describing how in high school she was... Who's Danette? The victim. Oh. I thought uh, we stopped talking about this. Oh, all right. No, no, go ahead. Anyway, he rejected the idea that uh, the abuse suffered by Miss Montgomery should have led to her life being spared, saying that so many people endure trauma without committing heinous crimes. You don't see them uh, out killing pregnant women and cutting their babies out. Okay, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Starbucks is closing 300 locations. (laughs) Yeah, that was dark. Uh, Yeah. I actually, I saw that as a news story where they were trying to decide what to do about it. And I was like, I don't think I'll talk about it. Remember we went through a stage where I was talking about news things that were just way too yeah. dark. And I was like, okay. And that that's why I didn't talk about it. Cause I was like, mm, I don't know. Like we know shit like that happens. Yeah. Do we really have to mm. talk about it? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can do the daily dose if you want. I'm ready. The uh, and it's already yeah true. Almost nine. There's Holy a snap! A couple other thing. Almost nine. No, I mean is eight. It two hour show. Eight. Sorry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because my laptop for some reason has never changed over. Oh, you don't need to change it because we're going back on Tuesday. Uh, then I'll just have to remember every single time. New Brunswick. Oh yeah, it's New Brunswick. <laughs> This is a new two new voices you've debuted on the show today. Oh yes, this is time. And then you have so many friends. <laughs> I'm really, you know what? Just when you think you know me, Jules, I'm going to change things up. Right. That's what you can expect. If you think, uh, I like it. Keep it fresh. Keep it guessing. If you think, uh, you know, if you're against capital punishment or whatever, and you think. Um, 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 prisoners, uh, some people have too bad, t- treated too poorly. Well, QAnon shaman, you know, the guy at the Capitol riots with the buffalo head on and the, the makeup, the, you know, yeah, with the buffalo antlers or whatever, dubbed the QAnon shaman, is refusing to eat after arrest uh, stemming from the Capitol Riding, so he uh, is on an organic diet and he's in jail right now. The man, so the man who horned, who wore horned, uh, fur-covered headgear and red and white and blue face paint as he uh, and others stormed the Capitol last week, is refusing to eat while in custody. In is Arizona. it because he only eats organic? Yes. No. Yeah. So uh, this is hilarious. Jake, Jacob Anthony Chansley, who also goes Can by the name. Can we get a picture? Jake, Can you show a picture? Well, it's the famous guy. You know who I mean, right? With mm. the. You know me. I'm a weirdo. Actually, don't. <laughs> Come on. He, the guy with the 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 fur on the head and the buffalo horns. I know. I'm the worst. Really? Okay. What do I Google? Let me look. I'm gonna pull it up, but I'm shocked. Okay. 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 
Hold on, let me, let me, uh, every time I say really like that, it sounds like my old boss at Dot Furniture. What can I Google, though? I, I got it. QAnon Shaman, but here, I'll just show people in case there's anybody out there. How the hell also... do you spell QAnon Shaman? Uh, oh, Franco teaching Anglo. QAnon? Yeah. Whatever. It's not a Franco teaching Anglo. <laughs> it sure is. No, it's not. Oh, it's such a QAnon or a... F- um... Aha! Haha. <laughs> ha. Uh here let me show you. Ah, whoops. Wrong screen. This guy. Okay, one second, there's a delay. The key, this guy with the fur on the head and the buffalo antlers and the red, white and blue and he stormed the capital and he was like, you know. One second. There's a delay. Woof. Oh yeah, no, I never oh. saw him. I never saw what? him. What? Okay, well, you haven't watching. <laughs> you, you don't watch the news, then, obviously. Well, I told you that I don't. I don't. I thought and, it was part of your. And job. I do. Well, I do. But when it comes to Trump stuff, I stay away from it. It's because, not Trump. That's not Trump stuff. No. Okay. Sorry. When I when it it is though. But when it comes to American politics, I usually leave that up to you because I know you're going to talk about it. Right. Okay. No, no, but I don't know. But he's been plastered all over social media. Anyways, enough. I don't want to shame you. Well, too late. <laughs> his name, uh, Jake Angeli. Well, he's known as Jake Angeli and is uh, known among online conspiracy theorists as a far-right internet group. The QAnon shaman appeared in federal court for the first time in Phoenix this week. Uh, he turned himself in over the weekend and told authorities he traveled to Washington, D.C. because Trump called on patriots to attend the demonstrations. Anyway, he's reportedly refusing to eat food because the food that they're providing to him in custody is not organic. Hilarious. He's he gets very sick if he doesn't eat organic food. Literally will get physically sick, his mother said. His mother <laughs> No. I know. No, no, no. We'll go from one story from a state and them executing he looks a woman to this. Fit. Like he looks other healthy. One, the mother Yes, he's very fit because of an organic diet. <laughs> The station reported that, uh, or it's, sorry, that's that, not the demographic I feel would do something like that. It doesn't make sense to me because I like eating organic. Well, now you're generalizing. Well, I don't like sharing something like that with a weirdo like that. Well, that's n- what you're saying now is nonsense. Why? You're saying basically Trump supporters can't eat organic because you eat organic. I'm just surprised. Uh, he's facing several charges in connection why. with last Wednesday's rioting, including knowing... <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is a lot about you. Um, and it's like... Uh, anyway, he's facing charges for um, for what he did at the Capitol. And after a while... Anyway, so now... They are uh, giving him an all-organic diet in custody. So there. No, they're not. Yes. No, they're not. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I'm telling you. Hmm. So anyway. That's crazy. QAnon shaman getting an organic diet in custody. That's insane. Imagine the other prisoners. They're like, okay. Um, like, I know. They're like, here's your slop and your baked beans that look like there's uh, worms in it. And who ordered the quinoa salad with the non-GMO <laughs> sprouted mung beans? Mung beans. I don't know. It sounds awful. <laughs> sprouted mung beans? I know. 
We have who? No, I have more stories, but I'll wait for them tomorrow. We're going to say who, what? Who ordered the free range, um, organic, local frittata? <laughs> and who gets the mosh? Daily dose, mush daily pit. dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, uh. daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All news in the headlines from Jen Grant. Who gets the wieners and beans? And who here gets the beers humane, <laughs> humane non-GMO, um, local farmed? Pork tenderloin. There's too many ums so that it sounds made up. Uh, well, I know. Let it flow. I know. But I was trying to think of all the... Hey. Oh, the dog thought he was in trouble. Good boy. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyways, here's the Daily Dose for <laughs> Wednesday, January 13th. Happy Garbage Day, by the way. Happy Garbage Day, friends and neighbors. <laughs> so, guess what the... Perc- Three. Hey, Guess what the percentage is of Canadians that have been vaccinated? One. Yes. Did you read that? No, I'm just the guy I was guessing. That's low. That's lower than what I would have guessed. I knew it was low, but 1%? That's insane. They say that um, provinces can accelerate the amount of people that will be vaccinated by delaying the second dose for up to 42 days. Remember I was talking about that with uh, Quebec? Oh, that's that? why they're doing it? So more people can get the first dose? I guess when you think of the logistics of trying to distribute it and then also ensure that people get their second dose, must be kind of complicated to right. have to organize it all. But I don't think they should mess with that amount of time because um, basically both vaccines that are coming out, that Moderna and the Pfizer one, uh, have both done study specifically with certain timing like one of them is wait 21 days and then the other one is wait 28 days but they haven't had they don't have any data on waiting longer they say um epidemiologists say that they could wait up to 42 days without any issues however there is actually no data for 42 days so i don't know why they're saying that and why play around with it yeah. Like we've, we've, you know, we finally got this vaccine. Why are you going to play around with it? Yeah, it might be a little more complicated to figure <laughs> out the distribution of the vaccines, but don't you agree with me? Like, don't, don't manipulate something that could potentially ha- null the effects. <laughs> I can hear the dog eating, drinking water. I know. I was wondering if you could hear that. I can't believe nobody guessed organized crime made that link. Are you actually serious right now in the middle of my diet daily dose? Diet dose. No, yeah, I do agree with you. It's crazy. But it makes more sense now because I, it was confusing yesterday because of yeah, Lego, yeah. Lego holding off. I'm like, why, why would he do that? You know, because yeah. he's... Uh, they do say that you do get some protection from the first dose, but it doesn't complete the... Like it's not as effect, like it's not full compl- uh, protection. Like right. it doesn't go up. So you do need that second one, but you do get some from the first, which is very encouraging, I think. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I hope that they can just figure out a timing where, you know, if they keep it small enough in, in communities, like I figure, couldn't you just, I don't know. 
I don't know. They must be figuring something out, but I just wouldn't play around with that too much. Um, in, in another story, the federal government is refusing to waive repayments for ineligible CERB recipients, recipients who applied for that emergency benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saying, nope, sorry. Too bad, yep, so sad. they're saying, nope. Too bad, so sad. There's this guy, Phil Cox, who, uh, What's an excuse unfortunate my language, <laughs> who owns a theatrical supply company based in Kitchener, Ontario. I feel that I talked about him in the Daily Dose months back, but um, he received a letter from the CRA in December asking him to repay $14,000. I guess it wasn't months ago because it was just in December. $14,000 by the end of 2020. Why wasn't he eligible? Eligible. It's really crazy, but he said that him and his wife together made under five thousand dollars net. Well, they're they're on the street then. I mean, with, with I don't understand it either. But th- both of them combined have a combined household income of less than five thousand dollars. I know you could literally pick up four cans a day and return them to the bottle depot for more than that. I know. I don't get it. But I feel like you know he he's saying like you must have another job and then tried to. Oh yeah. There's no way that's you're living. I know. With twenty five hundred dollars a year. I know. You're making about 180 bucks a month I know. each? No, it's Im- that's impossible. That's literally impossible. I know. So he, I guess he is one among uh, 4,200 people who have signed this p- comp- comp- blah, blah, petition to ask the government to waive these, these repayments. He said, why doesn't the government just call it like, um, you know, a a support to small business, but you know what? How about stop being this kind of, no offense, no offense, but close your, it's not working. If you're making the two of you combine less than five grand time to get a job. No offense. I mean, he must've been rolling in it. If he made 14 grand in one year, he must've been like, like just everything's on drinks on me. Yeah, totally. Okay, one second. I just have to discipline the dog. I'm sorry. I know it's he's whining. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm going to turn off your mic because it's not. <laughs> That's just Jen disciplining the dog. <laughs> Are you back? I'm really sorry about that, but he would have really been whining and whining and whining and whining. No, I've, I know, but I had to. We got to peek into the. Uh, <laughs> into the porthole? Yeah. Porthole. I don't know. Portal? <laughs> Isn't it portal? Like you peek into... Oh, maybe it's porthole. I don't know. Is it peek into the portal or porthole? <laughs> is this what our podcast now is turning into? Turmeric or turmeric? Porthole or po- pothole? No, no, no. What is it? Wait. Portal and porthole portal are two or- <laughs> different things. <laughs> Anyway, oh my gosh. This I thought it was portal, but up. I could be very wrong. Uh, well, we'll look into it in a minute. I'm going to look it up right now. Up. Keep, keep going. No, but I'm then listening. you're not listening. No, no, I'm listening. Mm, I, don't, I don't think you can multitask okay, the way peak, you think. Let me just do... Okay, peek in the... Oh, cripes. What, on a cracker? The port. Well, doesn't something just come up? No, peek portal. I don't know. It doesn't like guess. Portal peak. 
Stevens peak bagging journey. No, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> peak if bagging journey? Anybody out there knows whether it's porthole or portal. <laughs> let, let us, let us know. know. These are the deep questions that we have for people. So yeah, anyway, I just feel like I feel like this this guy, you know, this is a hard lesson for him, but he needs to stop his business and figure something out because if he's not making uh, no that's it's not working it's not working so you know what i i feel like a fair thing would be is if the government asked for it back but gave like charge no interest like gave him a year to pay it back right with no interest and then if he didn't pay it back within a year and also come up with a very reasonable paying back program where he can pay it back really slowly. Asking someone that made uh, $2,500 in a year to pay back fourteen grand in three weeks is... And he didn't even make that. That's the thing. He didn't even make 2500 each. Right. Made like 2000 Yeah, but it's not combined. It's per person. I think you can do household income if she didn't claim any... Or if she didn't... Uh, I don't know. So anyways, it's crazy. But... They're not going to budge on that, which, you know, um, I can see. I can see. I can't. The, the, oh, meanwhile, the these multi million yeah, billion true. dollar corporations are taking yeah. advantage of these bullshit you're loopholes right. and right. and not and getting away from paying millions in taxes every year. The, no, you're they're, right. They're, they're going right. to go after this person that's making two grand a year. Yeah, good point. Uh, no, I don't. Good point. Th- but I think this guy needs a wake up call. Like he needs to start taking care of his life. Yeah, but I mean, people are struggling. You can't just go. Oh, no, it's time for to sure. Wake up, you poor person. Just wake up, and it'll be better. Poor person. This is like beyond. This is yeah, yeah. For but, sure. No, but I'm. That's a ridiculous way of, of putting it. That's you know how you said it's okay, easy to okay. be grateful. Okay, okay, you don't have to call me ridiculous. I'm not calling you ridiculous. I'm, I'm saying you, that's a ridiculous no, way of putting it. No, but I'm telling it. you that I support you. I know, but it's kind of like, I'm, like I'm saying, saying that you're right. You know when you said that, and this is true. It's way easier to be grateful for things in your life when things are going well. Well, it's so easy to look at someone poor and go just. P- pick up your bootstraps and get it together. This is a wake up call. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that sometimes in. And and I'm saying it from... Oh, forget it. Okay. No. <laughs> no, what do you mean? Why all of a sudden? Why did that sound effect throw you off? Because Co- you're not listening to me. Of course I'm listening to you. And uh, you're basically trying to say that my stuff is bombing what I'm saying. No. Okay, just wow. listen. No, geez. It's not... I, just this, this conversation I'm in, not, not you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways. No, I just want to be really clear that I'm not being an asshole. So, um, now I've lost my train of thought. Thank you for that. You were saying you get it. Yeah, I know, but there's something else that I was going to say about the, it was, oh yeah, this is what I was going to say in the article. I meant to mention this, which supports exactly what you're saying is that, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, I, I do have, I, I feel bad for this guy and I do feel bad because I've also had times in my life where I'm, you know, really struggled being a new comic and, oh, definitely. Like I can totally relate. So I don't want to come across as insensitive. Also, there was a part of this that wasn't brought up before in the news, which I found very, um, illuminating that the, when people called in to ask about CERB, because it was a very new, unusual thing, and like a lot of people who didn't, who normally don't qualify for assistance, were were calling in yeah. and asking questions. Well, 
the people, the CRA um, personnel that were answering the phones didn't have that information, did not, when people asked that specific question, they did not answer that question the way that they should have. Yeah, they, they didn't know. That was the yeah. thing. It never said on the So that's on the not website, good. The government should be accountable and not go after these people. Yeah, like if I called and said, hey, I just want to like be clear to see if I'm actually eligible because I don't want to get this money and then have to repay it. I made X number of dollars in blah, blah, blah a year last year. Can I still do it? And they say, well, was it $5,000? And you say, yes. Blah, blah, blah doesn't sound like a legitimate business, but go ahead. Mm. That would raise a red flag for me. Mm. Is that blah, 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 Inc.? Yeah. Meanwhile, who owns Loblaws? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Not actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah, apparently. Anyway, the only I reason I- thought was a joke. Uh, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I don't think it is, though. But anyway. <laughs> Isn't it Galen Weston? Now- but I think blah 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 started blah blahs. <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 started blah blahs. Hi there, uh, you're at a dinner party. Hi there, what's your name? Um, um, uh, Bob. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I own blah blahs. Oh, uh, what's your last name? <laughs> blah blah blah. No, that's f- that's his first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. So COVID-19 activity in Canada is at its highest level, but it appears Canadians are still living as if it's the tail end of the first wave. Did you know that? The latest data from uh, Google and Apple suggests that Canadians are spending about as much time at home in workplaces and visiting stores as they were last May, which was at the end of that first wave. Uh, Transport Canada reports that 85% of like roads are... Or that 85% capacity of what it was before the pandemic even. So people are out and about doing things. Which surprises me because I... Go ahead. Malls are full. I mean, people are... Not now. Well, not now, but two weeks ago they were. You know what? I I had to go to the chiropractor two days ago. And the streets were empty. Like it was eerie. Yeah. It was like a ghost town. I know the the projection models, and they're just models. This is worst case scenario. These they're saying before the vaccine and everything is fully rolled out, cases in Canada could hit forty thousand daily. But I'm surprised they're saying that the activity is high because maybe that's just like as of two weeks ago or something. Because this week, uh, like I said on Monday, I was downtown Ottawa and there was no one around. Like it was honestly no traffic, eerie. So. And you know what creeps me out about this story is that yeah. Google tracks population movement. Oh, they track everything. How? Everything. We're tracked constantly. If you're on social media and you own a cell phone, a smartphone, you're being tracked. Or even if you Google, like, you know, when you're like, everything. Uh, say you need to find a dry cleaners and you Google dry cleaner, it says, can Google know your location so yeah. that it can recommend a dry cleaner close by? Oof. Should we get flip phones? Uh, I'm just resigned to it. It's fine. I'm just, <laughs> whatever. What are they going to see? That I stay home a lot and then I go to bed at eight? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, maybe maybe you sleep Google, though. Maybe. We know someone that sleep eats. All right. Have you heard of people sleep eating? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Why am I so into the show and you're, I can tell you've hit a wall. I've hit a wall. I'm starving. We're doing this intermittent fasting. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm starving I'm too. so tired all of a sudden. And we still have two more hours. Of show? No. Of <laughs> not eating. I know. Anyways, this is a long show. <laughs> all every, right. Every morning that I wake up and go, oh, maybe I'll cancel today, ends up being a long show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know what? You have only yourself to blame because you waited this long to do the Daily Dose. Well, no, it was just sometimes it's like pulling teeth uh, and other times we have a lot of stuff to talk about and I need to ride that wave when it happens because... Because Lord knows. Anyway, so that is your Daily Dose for today, oh. child. Daily Dose, Daily Dose. Get your news from coast to coast. Come on. Daily dose. Come on. Daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. News in the headlines from Jim Grant. Grant. Is that annoying? It's not not annoying. <laughs> I mean, we have a jingle for some reason, for a reason. Sorry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or we can not have jingles. Okay, okay. No, Jeez, you, you, say, you clearly said you don't want jingles by singing. I'm just kidding. You did a beat a bell horse. I do that too sometimes, so don't worry. Beat Adele. Oh my God. I don't beat Adele. Whoever Adele is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, loud. I need to clip your mic when you laugh. I Sounds. Jeez. <laughs> this episode of the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. Brought to you by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Do yourself a favor. Do you right now. Go. If you're listening to this while driving, maybe go back home. There's a stay-at-home order. But uh, go to gringosblazingsauces.com. What's the wait? What's the holdup? For a wide selection of some of the best small batch salsas, hot sauces, charcuterie jellies, grilling and barbecue sauces that you will taste ever in your sweet little life. Trust us. We're pepperheads. We know. Chef-owned and operated. Using nothing but the best hand-selected, freshest ingredients so you get a tremendous balance of heat and flavor. It's perfect. Delicious. And there's so many different kinds. Just go to gringosblazingsauces.com. This is artisanal stuff to the maximus. Ottawa-based, they ship all over North America. And if you live in Canada and order over $40, you get free shipping on that bad boy. On top of that, listeners of this program get an additional 5% off by entering promo code JD5. JD for Julian, Dion, 5 for 5%. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, you get 5% off. It's Gringosblazingsauces.com. So there you go. Do it today. Go for it. Someone's hit a wall. Do-da, do-da. Oh, my God. Is this really the show? Seriously. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing. It's not not embarrassing. Oh, what's this not not? (laughs) What's that new thing you do? You did something recently. All right. Come out. Remember? I don't remember. Remember you were like, yeah, you did something, and I'm like, is this just what you do now? I don't know. What what was it? I don't remember. I'll That's the reaction when you sneeze in public. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's um, funny because it's true. All right. Thank you for watching, everybody. We talked surviving death. We talked the U.S. putting someone to death. A lot of end-of-life stuff happening on today's <laughs> show. But we just want to remind you that we appreciate you watching. And we sure do. 
Couldn't do it without you. No, don't want to do it without you. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Quite frankly, even Starbucks, if I could do it without you, I wouldn't. People, Starbucks is dying. Jeez. All of us, slowly and surely. Starbucks is dying, and it's coming back to life as a second cup. Oh, that's really funny. That's a tweet. That's a Jen Grant tweet. You should you should really tweet that honestly. Well, why didn't you laugh? It's like you're. Two. I think Analyzing you for- it. Hold on. Sometimes I think you forget I'm a comedian. Oh. What? Ah. Oh, I oh, like LOL. the pop. Come on. I like the- yeah. Well, we. <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> song to sing to. Um. I'm just gonna tweet once a year. I'm gonna do it right now. You guys, if you're listening to this, can you please go and retweet this? Jen Grant comedy. <laughs> Starbucks is dying and it's coming back a second. All right, forget it. Is coming back or is reincarnated? Coming back. Go follow at Jen Grant Comedy. Follow the Julian Dion Show on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the social media platforms. Share the show. Talk about the show. That's how we grow. Thank you for listening, everybody, and watching wherever you are. We are the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant, live Mondays through Fridays at 7 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Daily Motion, Twitch, Twatch. Jen, love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being you. All right, peeps. I'm going to go eat or nap or do something. But uh, we'll see you tomorrow, bright and early Thursday morning. Happy Garbage Day. Thanks to Mike Plume. Thanks to Gringos. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, watch your head. Waste of time. I went to school, yeah, I learned a lot Got a degree in what I'm not You spend your life looking for what you already got Such a beautiful waste of time Waste of time A beautiful waste of time A beautiful waste of time Just a waste of time The whole world wants a piece of my head But they all get a piece of my mind instead I roll over and go back to bed It's such a beautiful waste of time A beautiful waste of time It's just a waste of